Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And uh, music means it's time for us, and we would be those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, uh, resplendent in his glory at the uh, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Doing my thing. You know, I've started heading up to the to the Sagamore. They finally opened up their practice facilities, John. So now I'm in the I'm in the dual course mode. You know, one day I'm here and the other day I'm there. That's how it works. Fantastic, man. And we do have a guest that will be with us for the entire show. It is a the repeat one guest. And only Indeed. Sarah Stone. Yes. Who has uh, relocated herself to the Chevy Chase Club. In Maryland, which high flutenist, very nice. So you actually you, you couldn't come up with an excuse to uh, to blow us off. You you had to come. We we appreciate it, but you know someone of your ilk normally says, "Yeah, I'm a little busy." <laughs> no, Jeff promised me I could drink a glass of wine while I did this. So. Uh huh. Did he offer to buy right. it for you? No, Jeff. No, man, look, come on, John. I, I tried that before, <laughs> trying to buy things with your money, and you know. All of a sudden, it just it doesn't seem to hold its luster. So she got what she wanted. She got her nice glass of wine. She's okay. hanging out with no, us. That's fine. That's fine. You know. So I would take it having two of the best golf instructors slash coaches slash mechanics or whatever word you want to use with us. We're going to be talking a little bit about how to play better golf. Well, let's hope. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about the Derby, so um, well, no, we know. don't. We don't talk about the Kentucky Derby because it happened yesterday. Once you hear the show, so well, <laughs> it's over. It's history. It's old news. We're moving on. We Good. are moving on. So, uh, what we're going to be talking about is how to play better golf. And I'm sure once or twice, Jeff may try to use me as an example. Um, oh, let's <laughs> see if we can do that. <laughs> don't don't take. Don't take the words he says all too seriously, please, because he enjoys <laughs> he enjoys um, exaggeration. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking well, to I it. Just, you know, it's it's just <laughs> to, to make a point to the listeners, right? That's all it is, John. right? Right. My dad's a minister. He used to use me in his sermons, and he said for the exact same reason to make a point. We'll believe it <laughs> when we hear it. We have many points to make, with or without mentioning my name, when we come right back. We are those Weekend Golf Guys, so hang out with us. Okay, spring is very young, only a few days, yet every golf course you go to here, the grass is so green. How do these guys do it so early? I can't even do it like in the late spring. And then you realize they have superintendents with agronomy degrees that know exactly what the soil is like and they know what to use, when to use it. I don't. I assume you don't. I don't have to because I came across this company called Sunday. They will take care of my lawn. I give them my address online and up popped my lawn. It told me how big it was. It told me what the soil composition was like. And it told me that there was a box on the way with all the stuff I needed to treat the ground I had to get the grass I want. All I have to do is take all the pre-packaged stuff, hook it to a hose and spray it. I know how to do that. Go to Sunday.com slash golf guys. 
Not only will you see what I'm talking about, but you will get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash golfguys. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text SPARK to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys... She'll like the difference, too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text SPARK to 321321. That's S-P-A-R-K to 321321. And thanks for hanging and coming back. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. She put the wine glass down for just a bit. Sarah Stone from Chevy Chase Club is with us and... uh, so you and, and Jeff uh, run in the same circles. You're, uh, you're like some of the best there ever were, right? We like the compliments, but I do tell <laughs> you that she is an outstanding teacher. Yes. Um, I've been looking to, to try to get a chance to, to do some golf schools or do some sort of teaching with Sarah for, I don't know, a couple, three years now. And geez, our schedules are just nuts mm-hmm. and try to get together and do something because it could be, it could be a lot of fun, but she is Absolutely one of the top in my mind, uh, not just on the Eastern Seaboard, but just period, one of the top coaches out there. So yeah. Yeah. a lot of talent sitting out there. We probably ought to let her talk a little bit and listen to it. It's awesome. Yeah, that would be a good idea, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, try to give her a proper introduction. <laughs> and now that we're going to work together, Jeff. That's good. See, we're hoping. So I have a question, Sarah, since John doesn't really want me to use his name in in this, because usually what happens, Sarah, when we start talking about golf instruction, you know, I have to kind of create a player in my head. And it just so happens that John is a very common name mm-hmm. with some very common problems. Uh, yeah. You know, so what do you say we pick a different name other than John today? That'd be great. Okay. Let's pick, oh, I don't know, what's what's in your mind? Ashton. How about Mark? <laughs> oh, oh, that's even better. Yeah, I was going to say Jonathan. <laughs> that's a good idea. I like her idea better. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, tell me, you know, you've got a whole brand new client base, and, and you meet people that you haven't met before. They're coming to you for the very first time. And you're trying to get a hold of how you can make them better in the very first lesson, how you can make them stay interested in getting better in their improvement. What are some of the things that you like to do to ask your players and to get information out of your players? Where are you going with this? So that way you know what to do with them right away. Great. Question. Um, I guess I always start with what are they doing here, which always throws them for a loop because they just expect that we know why they came to find us. 
um, what are they hoping, what were their expectations and goals when we're done in the half an hour, hour that we have? Um, what is their favorite club in their bag? What's their least favorite club in their bag? Uh, what their misses. I generally have them hit shots while I'm talking to them because some people think a slice starts right and goes left. So I don't go by verbiage. Right. Yeah. I might ask them why they play. I mean, what I found is I'm sure you have Jeff is people take golf lessons and play golf for a variety of reasons. And um, their flushed seven iron might look nothing like our flushed seven iron. So I ask for feedback um, and then we kind of go over some, I mean, my biggest thing, my, my teaching philosophy in the simplest form is hit the ground in the same spot, create a pattern, and then be good inside of 40 yards. And so that's kind of what I share with them and see if that's where they want to go. That's, that's really smart because understanding what the player thinks of their own shot, you know, we might be able to get them to a place that they've not been to in just a few moments. And we know that there's more there. But yet we have to let them enjoy the moment because that's why they're there. This is recreation. You know, the the players at the club level are not there to turn professional and be really terribly hard on themselves and try to be perfectionists. They're uh, trying to enjoy life a little bit. They just want to beat their brother-in-law. That's all. That's like some of the husbands are like, Really excited for you to work with my wife. Just don't make her better than me. I'm like, well, you hired the wrong coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make her as good as she can be. So if it's better than you, you're in trouble. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thought. Right? <laughs> don't make her, don't let her be better than me. You're like, well, you can come to lessons too. <laughs> you know? I, I went to, just a quick story. I went, I went to the, the high school that my grandson goes to and uh, met one of the, uh, uh, administrators of the school and she mentioned she looked at my car and she said oh you're a golfer because i had my clubs in the car and i said well i have clubs you know we talked a little bit she said i'm learning and i said great where are you taking lessons and she went oh no my husband's teaching me and i went Oof. <laughs> she said yeah i didn't think that was a very good idea it hasn't gone so well so far <laughs> That's why I do this. Exactly. Drives you to drink. Yeah. Every every night, you know, we come home and we deal with that, like, oh, where's my little relief from some of the stuff I saw today, right? Yeah. yeah. So she, she understood the uh the the wise counsel to actually take a lesson somewhere and not from her husband. Because um she didn't uh she didn't think he was as patient as one should be when teaching a new person how to play the game. Well, I think that that's very true, right? I think that, you know, Sarah is, is one who has, we've had conversations before about the fact that we have to be like, it's not just a job, but it's a personality that we have to be more patient with other people. We're there to help them, you know? Yeah. I think that that gets overlooked when you start looking at the golf business with head pros, assistant pros and coaches is we don't get downtime. Like if you're working in the golf shop behind the counter, you can flip on your phone, text a couple buddies, pay your bills, check care of the, we're on 20, like whatever our day is 13 hours. We don't get to sit down and just be like, ah, I don't feel great. Or this isn't going well. It's like, you just right, Jeff, one after another. And, and they're all expecting your best. So you have to produce it. 
plus their personalities change. So you have to, on the fly, you have to change how you adapt and, and relate to people, don't you? Oh, every moment. I mean, so I'll give you an example at Chevy. I could have a nine-year-old boy, two brand-new male golfers in their 50s, three groups of brand-new lady golfers, four ladies each teaching driver, and then have four seventh-grade girls, and then have a plus two for a putting lesson. That could be my day. Mm. You know, all back to back to back to back. And it's like, as a coach, like, you have to have tools because, to your point, John, you have to you have to be on not just with their personalities but who's standing in front of you and what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to shift. So I've noticed, and, and I know Sarah has also noticed this, within the golf lesson, the personalities change. Yeah. You know, we, we deal with sometimes people are having a bad day and they show up and they're a little bit grouchy. <laughs> and sometimes they're a little bit um, snarky and sometimes they're a little bit um, aloof or just irritated. So our job is to lighten the mood at the same time, start having success. And sometimes our job is just to be there and be a little psychologist like the bartender is sometimes. Mm -hmm. sometimes and then the they got to leave us in a much better mood. Absolutely. Because sometimes we're their only hour where someone is paying complete attention to them in their entire day. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. How do you deal yeah. with somebody who can't quite do what you're trying to get them to do and they get really frustrated and start getting angry with themselves? Or do they get angry at you so they don't get angry at themselves? I mean, I just had one of those on Saturday and this woman came to me. She's like, I can't hit my driver. And I watched her golf swing, her practice swing. And I'm like, gosh, this is going to be great. This will be a 10-minute lesson and we'll talk the rest of the time. And she couldn't get anything I was talking about. So I kept trying to move her around to create feels. So I think if you get stuck – and they're getting frustrated. You have to have enough depth in your coaching to move them. Like I moved her to an uphill lie. And then I had her hit shots with her feet together. And then it's in her brain. Sometimes the, the frustration comes from a concept that they're not getting. Or you haven't explained clearly enough for them. Um, or tell a joke or change. Like today this woman couldn't get the ball off the tee. I'm like, let's just go putt. You had a rough day. You're, <laughs> you're frustrated. We've done all the drills. You know you can do them. Let's just go take a break and learn a different skill. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be tough, man. But again, professionals can handle it. And, uh, well, you know, the better you handle it, the, the, the better, you know, your reputation becomes and things get better. When I, I want you to think, Sarah, for one quick second, because I know you, you said one of the first questions you ask people is what the favorite club in their bag is. And I'm going to ask you what, the, what your response to a, for, to a particular response to that question might be when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys and we are coming right back. That's why I said hang out. You're still running your business on QuickBooks? QuickBooks? Well, it's more like quicksand. You know, the bigger your company grows, the faster you sink with outdated software that just can't keep up. And you know you want your company to grow as big as it can. Keep growing and growing and growing. So why are you using software? You know you'll outgrow. You don't have time to spend dealing with manual processes like multiple systems delay, scrambling to get the numbers you need. You need to get on solid ground with NetSuite by Oracle. It's a scalable solution to run all of your key back office operations, no matter how big your company grows. That's what you're looking for. 
NetSuite helps you automate your key business processes. Close your books in a fraction of the time. Think days, not weeks. Right now, NetSuite's offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who feel they're ready to graduate from QuickBooks. Head to NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. That's special financing for you graduates at NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. NetSuite.com slash GolfGuys. If you want a good cigar, you go to a good cigar shop. You want the best, you go to Famous Smoke Shop. Let us deliver your favorite cigars right to your doorstep at America's lowest price. Famous started out as a small shop in New York City. Now we're putting our 80 years experience in the business to work making deals in the cigars you love. From wallet-friendly everyday smokes to high-end luxury cigars to mark a lifetime achievement. Let us show you its exclusive Famous offer. Go to FamousSmoke.com and pick from more than a 1,000 cigar brands, fresh and ready to ship from our client-controlled 24,000 square foot humidor. Then check out with the promo code 24U. That's 20-F-O-R-Y-O-U and we'll take $20 off your order of $99 or more. Every purchase you make is backed by our famous freshness guarantee. Get real cigars from a real cigar shop and save $20. Now with the promo code 24U. Ship direct to you from FamousSmoke.com. That's FamousSmoke.com. Thanks for hanging and coming back. These, these, we are those weekend golf guys. These guys are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. And Sarah Stone from Chevy Chase Club is joining us. Another one of the phenomenal golf instructors slash coaches uh, that run in the same circles that uh, Jeff Smith runs in. And, you know, we hang with only the best here. But, Sarah, you mentioned that one of the questions you ask, especially a new student, is what's your favorite club in your bag? I have been counseled that if the answer to that question is not your putter, you have a problem. No, I don't think that's true. Okay. <laughs> what is what is the uh, the answer you get most often when you ask that? Is there any uh, one predominant answer? I think it depends. It's usually a clue into their pattern. Like if they say they love their driver, but they hate their five iron or six iron, I can usually figure out that it might be seeing an open, an open club face perhaps or mm-hmm. a path moving more to the left. Um, or vice versa. Um, it gives me a clue into some insight into some pattern stuff um, okay. and what they're, what some concepts they might have in their brain for sure. I love when people tell me it's their putter, but I don't know about you, Jeff, but what I'm seeing is like where the time spent on guys who women and men who shoot over like 90, I don't know if it's always the putting green. And I know that sounds a little controversial, but <laughs> not really, <laughs> not really because here's, here's the way I see this, Sarah. So when somebody says my driver is really my enemy, you know, and they don't say their putter is their favorite one, their putting may or may not be the end result of, of anything. We could look at it objectively and go, but you had this many putts. You had 41 putts. Well, it might be because they're hitting it 50 feet from the hole all the time. I don't know. Right? And it, so they may have more putts that way, but and they think, well, I'm, I'm constantly having long putts, but I'm on the greens. They may be a halfway decent striker of the ball. But what if it's really their driver that's the problem? What if all of a sudden they hit it okay to you know, maybe okay, right? But what if you drastically improve their driver? Now all of a sudden, what have you done? You've, you've put another club into their hand into the greens, and now you've made it so that they can hit closer to the hole, and then their putter is more of a friend and you never even went there. So I'm looking at what's the problem. You know, when I ask him, what's your favorite club? I also ask him what club 
do you think causes you the most stress on the golf course? What's the, what's the thing that creates the problem? And boy, do I get a lot of responses with the driver. Well, I also think like, I, I mean, I've heard this term from other coaches, so it's not mine, but I'm like, let's, your options are to create a few superpowers, right? So you don't need to be a good driver, a good iron player, a good bunker player, a good chipper, a good pitcher, a short game artist, and then a good putter. You could be like good at driving and good at short game, which is my style of game. So I'm not good at irons, but my short game's insanely good and my driving's very accurate. So I don't I don't spend a lot of time tightening up my irons because I have two other superpowers that allow me to shoot under 80, right? So it's like giving them an option of like, you know, John, do you want to spend what what skills do you enjoy practicing? And then let's see how we can align those with another skill so that you can shoot lower scores without feeling like you have to work on everything in your back. Did she just use the words enjoy and practice in the same sentence? She did, John. I want to, I'm glad that you had your, your uh, headphones on to hear that because Sarah, I don't know how much you know about John's um, hate relationship with practice, um, but there is no practice in John's world. He claims to only have a certain amount of time for golf and chooses that it's on the golf course playing. And he does not have the thought in his head that I've given him. Oh, I don't know how many times, John, a hundred or so (laughs) at least uh, that actually you could actually go practice while you're on the golf course and lots of different ways, but John does not love practice and he doesn't have fun doing it. So (laughs) that would be my question to John then would be like, what, why don't you have fun practicing? Uh, it tires me out. Okay, so you there's, think you have to do it for a long period of time. Yeah, there's That's not it. enough time in between shots. You know, you sit and and plus I get very easily frustrated. Ah, so, John, <laughs> have at it, Sarah. Have at it. I'll let this one go to your turn. I've had my turn in the barrel on this one for quite some time. I mean, one of the biggest things that I've changed in my coaching from listening to other coaches for years, and I've dealt with it too, it's like, you can't get your clients to practice, so why do you even try? And it's like, but then, but I, I look at that and be like, okay, then I'm not inspiring enough as a coach, or I haven't figured out their personality, or I haven't given them a way to do it that they actually have fun or enjoy it. Right. Because I think the thought is you have to spend so many hours doing something to see a skill change. But like, I don't know. I, I don't see that as often. I feel like the repetition stuff's a little oversold. That might be controversial too, but, um, you know, understanding what it is you're trying to do and then making it fun to go do like John, I might just give you like a 15 minute practice session yeah. on something that would help you shoot lower scores. Yeah. Well, Jeff, you know, and I, he, he likes to make fun of me. <laughs> but um, giving him his due, the whole idea of creating situations for yourself on the golf course that you can use as practice, sure. I, I love that concept, and I and I do that. Um, I just don't hang out with a bucket of balls next to me. Is that me. an admission? Well, Were you here. listening, Jeff? I'm sorry. I thought you weren't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's just my usual MO. <laughs> Yeah, but that that technique of of you know maybe playing two balls, you know, as long yeah. as you have the time, you're not holding people up, or putting one shot somewhere on purpose that you know you have a, a hard time getting out of for your next try, or just throwing a ball somewhere and, yeah. and working on that. It's it's that makes it fun. 
Well, I think like going back to this, it's like we have to we have to help our students do something. And, and I think the option of practicing for hours, it's, not, it's just not on the table for some people. And as a coach, a good coach, then you have to figure out another option instead yeah. of just being, well, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. You're never going to be better. <laughs> right, Jeff? That's not an answer you and I want to give somebody. I, I wouldn't. I would say, look, there's always a way like, you you know, I give them practice that they can do at home that has feedback for it. So they at least know that, say, pick up a club and put it in your hands and then you're practicing your grip. And then you didn't have to get in the car and drive to the golf course and get a bucket of balls and hit them and then go back in your car and then drive back to wherever you were and take that amount of time because you can test your grip in different ways and you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. And you could test your landing spot by, Oh, I don't know, say chipping pennies up onto the sofa. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you've got your club in your hands, you're wielding it around, you land it in the right spot and you chip it with a certain amount of touch to chip this penny up on the sofa. You have actually practiced controlling that club. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's things I love to do because when people give me the same song and dance that John likes to give, <laughs> oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, practice takes too much out of me. It's too hot. It's too cold. I don't know. I could go on, John, because these seem to be things I've heard. They're ringing in my ears oh, from your I, voice. I am every man. I've got every excuse I've ever heard, ever used. Yeah, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I admit it. The point is, is that I find something to to find their objection, and then I just give them a challenge. Okay, John, here we go. <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do this thing a bunch of times, and then get back to me. And if it's above this, here's what we'll do next time. Yeah. That's awesome. Jack. Yeah, I remember the last time we were together, he put pennies down, you know, in front of me, and he he said, "You make grid contact with these five pennies or, or this penny five times in a row, and I'll pay for the pizza." There you go. He never paid yeah. for the pizza. I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, landing spot's a big deal, John. Yeah. It I is. made a point of it there because I knew I wasn't going to have to come off the hip for the pizza. <laughs> At least I knew it. Then you could offer like a Maserati or something. You know, it would well, have been I, a little I more enticing. Have, <laughs> could have looked, but <laughs> you never gamble big when you're gambling with you, right? You just never know. You what never know. Come out. I understand. You never man. know, right? I understand. <laughs> uh, the the whole idea of practice, though, I mean, I think the word practice conjures up, you know, practice tea. You know, bucket of balls, repetitive swinging, uh, which turns a lot of people off. Um, but the whole idea that you guys are using of, of little cute things you can do to make practice fun, to make it different and to not make it a chore, because that's what a lot of us don't like to do is, you know, it, it becomes unfun if it becomes a chore. I know. So we just make it a contest. Yeah. Or make it plus like you hear all these pros dig it out of the dirt hours and don't go home and then it four times it's like they you know that was their craft you only are kind of like trying to make it your fun I right mean, tennis pros control the environment right they have a basket of balls and they feed and they can stop and the player can't but the golf courses make it easy to just rake over hit rake over hit 
and they're just hitting until they hit that one shot where they feel good. And they're like, Oh, I got it. I'm like, no, you don't. You just, <laughs> Well, the stars aligned for one second, the leading edge crashed near the ball and a miracle happened and you're not going to do it again. <laughs> well, thanks and, for your vote of confidence. <laughs> so, John? I'm an optimistic yeah. realist coach. Okay? <laughs> right. John, and that, in a nutshell, is why Sarah Stone is one of my favorite people <laughs> right there. Thank you very much. It's the attitude, baby. It's the attitude. <laughs> it is. You know what? It's just, you know, you hear something like that and it just rings in your ears going, I could have said that very same thing because <laughs> that is it right there. You got lucky and we're trying to say it in some different way. Yeah. You know, there are balls that you didn't hit well. What We were just performing it differently. I'm like, no, it's impossible. Freaking blind luck. <laughs> Go buy a lottery ticket on your way home. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> or don't bother because you have exhausted all of the luck you've got for the day by hitting that one shot. There is uh, something that you said, Sarah, that intrigued me about your superpower. And uh, when we come right back, I want to uh, investigate that a little more deeply, if I could. We are those weekend golf guys, and we've got two of the, the best golf coaches in the country with us. So listen close and take advantage, okay? We'll be right back. You know, nobody is perfect. Sometimes the best golfers, the guys that make all the money, three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash golfguys now. You see, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and, importantly, discreet. So get started. It's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash golf guys and complete an online visit take care of your ed without leaving home complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it go to getroman.com slash golf guys now and get 15 dollars off your first month look this is a straightforward way to take care of your ed getroman.com slash golf guys get started now to save 15 percent on your first month of treatment getroman.com slash golf guys Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nation wide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging and coming back. Sarah's the one with the wine. I'm the one that can't talk. I'm, I don't understand this. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Sarah Stone is also with us from, from Chevy Chase Club, Chevy Chase, Maryland, which is just outside D.C., isn't it, Sarah? Yeah. You get any, like, stellar and luminary uh, government types coming your way? I'm not allowed to 
speak about it. Ah, <laughs> if she told us, she'd have to shoot us. Okay, we don't want to. All right, Sarah. I was Just one time before you tell her. in the old days, back before I even ran into Jeff. I had. Uh, By the way, my neck still hurts from that accident. <laughs> <laughs> there was another Smith that I was dealing with um, as, a, as a golf uh, coach. And I went to him and I said, listen, I, I really need help with my wedges because my short game is terrible. And he said, really, how far off the green are you normally? And I said, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 yards. He said, okay, John, uh, we're not going to work on your wedges. We're going to work on your seven and eight iron because you just need to get closer to the pin. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay. But then you were saying, you know, the superpower, if, if your wedges are better than your irons, then don't sweat it. Just work on what you can do well. Did I get the right impression there? Yeah. So I would say like going back to practice, right? Some people like to work on things and some people don't. Right. So like you just look at – I had the extreme fortune to be around some tour players for five seasons down at the Bears Club. And I would always kind of talk to them about like what's your superpower? Like why are you on tour? Why are you in contention all the time? Or what separates you from your, your peers? So I started listening to these guys and there's, there's different skill sets that, that, that kind of lay in where you see the same guys in the top 50 or top 20 because their short game is so good that even if their iron play fails them for the round, they're still going to not shoot higher than like 68 to 72. So then I started piecing that together in my head. I'm like, well, this would work really well for like not so great tour players or average golfers of like, John, what do you like? You like hitting wedge shots. Great. Let's. Let's get you to spend your time there. And then you don't have to f- hit full swing seven irons, eight irons, or six irons. Because if you're shooting 90, you're skilled enough to advance a ball mm-hmm. down a fairway in two to three shots. Right. And don't know, give him a big head. I know. I'm building this guy up, right? We were supposed to be Mark, this random golfer, and now it's John. Um, you know, even, even like there's some famous story, and I'll probably get this wrong about one of the greatest golfers of all time, not to be named, but his son struggled with his round and you know he's like i'm gonna go go work on my chipping and his dad was like chipping go work on your iron play if you hit more greens you don't have to chip so that's when i was starting to clue into maybe there are different ways to make people shoot lower scores besides telling them you have to practice your putting and then you have to practice your chipping and then, so that's where my superpower thing kind of came from was cool was asking just some higher level players what they're really good. And, and you look at some guys that are 18 handicaps and usually they're only bad at one skill. Yeah. Yeah. Play enough golf. Like if they get in a bunker, they're, they're done. Right. right? Or if they have to flip it over a bunker, they're done. Or if they keep their driver. So that's, that's what I mean by that. It's like finding, it's like a, it's like a puzzle of one plus two plus three equals four. And then what are one and two or one and three or three and four. And do they get to five, I guess would yeah. be how I would explain it. It makes it easier for a player again, because there's not an entire laundry list of things that you need to become accomplished at in order to shoot the score that you would feel comfortable shooting. Yeah, I mean, and then that's where you get into the conversation of, like, how good do you want to be? Do you want, is a skill okay, good, or great? Right. right? And so do you want to be great at all these skills, or do you want to be okay at a couple and good at a few and great at one? And I still think you can play good golf doing that or right. have fun playing golf doing that. Yeah, having fun and score are sometimes related, but not all the time related. But to be a good putter, in your estimation, how long of a putt should you have to be able to make? I say 16 feet is 20% on the PGA tour. Yeah. Um, and, and, and strokes gained is if like, I would say to our listeners, if you were going to practice any length putt, I would say strokes gained is like 32 feet. So like walk off, 
whatever 32 feet is in steps and then just practice your leg putting from there and try to get it inside of two to three feet. Mm-hmm. And you can get away from the inside of four foot range. I've tried, I've tried so hard to be like, it's not that important, but that one's important. It's <laughs> <laughs> really important. You can't get away from those short putts. I really tried, but you can't, but I would say to our listeners, like 32 feet, that's the number, like any level player, if you're practicing your long putts from that around that distance, you're going to be being able to not three and four putt as often for sure. And again, the, the idea is to accomplish getting it close enough for a basically gimme length putt, yeah, your second cool. putt. Right. One of the things I tell my clients is like, just, it needs to be slowing down near the hole, like right. eight feet and out. And people always laugh at me. I'm like, dude, you need to be closer than you started with putting. And I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but if you use that concept, <laughs> it does help people with speed control. Cause yeah. you've heard that expression, never up, never in, you got to get it past the hole. That one drives me, I don't know about you, Jeff, that one makes me so mad. Cause then they're like 20 yeah. feet high and they're like, oh, right. through the hole. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love to, to look at people with the sarcasm that can come out of me at times. No. And I know John's having a hard time <laughs> believing this. Um, it, you know, when we talk about the never up, never in, you just kind of look at him. I'm going to wait for a second. Okay. She's put her wine glass down now. <laughs> and, you know, and I just, I just look at him like, okay, thanks captain. Obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, all you're doing at that point to say to somebody, yeah, never up, never in. All that is, is you've guaranteed that you have goaded them into you've, you effectively called them ninny, ninny, boo, boo names, right? Mm-hmm. Into saying you can't putt if it never gets the hole. So you've just guaranteed they're going to smash it past the hole. So instead of having four ways to miss it, you've just said, I'm going to take away one, but guarantee the other. <laughs> Good point. Thanks a lot. <laughs> how about the thought of, hey, how about we just put a stop sign right behind the hole? Why don't we just do that? Well, that's like so, the concept of like, just see the, the roll slowing down as yeah. it's nearing your goal of the hole. Like just yeah, the break. something that makes sense. Rolling stop. Yeah. Those Ooh, that's a great thing, right? Yeah, I think, think putting is the biggest – I don't know if you guys would agree with me or not, but, but for me and the people that I play with, putting is the number one challenge. Um, awesome. You know, we don't we don't play on on courses where the speeds of the greens are the same <laughs> from one day to the next, uh, one round to the next, or whatever. Maybe sometimes not even one hole to the next. You know, and it, it's you know, and John, that is also exacerbated by the lack of showing up a few minutes early and testing out that other green that's up near the clubhouse. It's kind of funny that you could do that. I they, thought that was just an extra in case you needed it. an extra one. Have you ever noticed that there are other people on that testing it all out before they go to the golf course? Yes. In yeah. contrary to popular belief, the superintendents do not have that one slower than the rest of the golf course. <laughs> yeah. That's everyone's excuse for putting poorly for the day. It's like, oh, it's such a different speed. I'm like, you literally don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, they have an, a mower that they've dulled the blades on and raised them yes. just for that green. That's right. It's the special <laughs> practice green mower. Uh, but one thing that we don't understand that that gets confusing when you hear the commentators on TV and stuff is how how the conditions throughout the course of the day might change the conditions on a green. And yeah, I, I mean, in Florida, uh, Bermuda grass, we have some greens that sit out in the sun all day, 
And then we have greens that are um, shaded. Um, you have playing in the morning, there's dew. Playing in the evening, there's not. I mean, all of that affects the interaction between the club and the ball and mm -hmm. then how it reacts to ground for sure. Yeah. So, like, we have a green at, at Bears, the third hole. It sits out in the sun all day, and everyone's like, I'm, I'm always over the screen. I was laying in the front and bounce over the back. I'm like, well, look at where it's sitting. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't have shade except at night. So, for 14 hours a day, it's, you know, so that it's being a detective is, is kind of the word I use with my clients. It's like, well, look where it is. Look where, where the trees are. Look at, you know, the wind's blowing. It's cold. Like, here in Maryland, it was really cold on men's opening day. I think it was like 34 in the morning. They're like, oh my god, the greens are so fast. I'm like, well, grass doesn't like the cold like we don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Guess what? It like it, it all snuggles down and then. <laughs> 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 term right there, but. <laughs> yeah, it's not growing yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a little chilly yeah. for it. Yes, but, but what what do you see as? Is there any predominant problem that most recreational golfers have in common? Or does it run the whole gamut of everything? Great question. I would say my answer would be poor concepts. Okay. Predominantly across the, I mean, I call myself a concept coach for that reason. I'm like, I'm not going to teach you something. I'm going to change the way you think about it. Because oh, I think okay. that the approach with putting, for example, the follow-through should be longer than the backswing. That's like not even close to perfect, not even right, but like everyone says it. <laughs> right. So I would say concepts across the board. Yeah. Concepts. Yeah. I don't know. I agree because there's so much information out there because people write it down or they say it and it has no basis in fact or even effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And there's so much stuff out there that is so detrimental that people are trying to do these things. So as a coach, I'm always trying to peel out of them the stuff. Sarah, you've heard me say this before, John, you've heard me say this before, but I know that a large portion of my job, I'm a plumber. My job is to flush out an awful lot of um, poo, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm the guy that has to go into the bathroom and flip on the fan. Okay. <laughs> that's what I got to do because uh -huh. right? yeah. if, if I don't do that then they're still trying to do something that they think is supposed to be done Sarah gave a great example of that a short back and long through putting stroke oh my go good luck with having speed control on that one mm -hmm. good luck with distance direction and I mean yeah, yeah. you're close and in the law of inertia which I didn't really understand until I went to a conference. It's like you're, a moving object colliding with a non-moving object. It would slow down. Like, I don't care what you're swinging at, what you're swinging at. There has to be a change in, 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 in the delivery of the force. And so, so many people I see are like the follow throughs twice as long as the backswing. I'm like, I bet you double hit chips too. I, I bet you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how do you know that? <laughs> um, because your concept says that's a good idea. Really. <laughs> It's not. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that the USGA changed that rule, that double hit rule thing. Yeah. It cost us a few lessons, Jeff. I, you know, <laughs> you know what it is, is that second hit though, always seems to go very far left. Have you ever tried to do it? I spent two and a half hours purposely trying to double hit a chip. It's really hard to do. 
you know, and the truth is, Sarah, I'm not sure that I want to have any of that entering my brain or my practice. Right. I, I tell, and John was talking about like how you make your students less frustrated. I tell them, I'm like, do you have any idea how talented you are? Because you have defied a law of physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. I've never been able to, I tried two and a half hours to do this. You did it in the first 10 minutes. You are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you that boosts their ego, huh? Get <laughs> <laughs> on the trick shack circuit. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, interestingly enough, John, you now know, live on air, you now know why I think that I want to teach with Sarah Stone because we are absolutely the same base on thought on these things. The sarcasm oozes from every pore. (laughs) And I don't have to have any wine. (laughs) I barely gotten into this. Right. You should hear it. Some. <laughs> <Yeah>. I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you have. <laughs> uh, so I, I hope you've been listening intently and you understand and, and can now maybe appreciate some of the feedback that you are getting from your coach. And if you're not getting the right feedback, you might want to do a little uh, a, a little uh, search for someone more along the lines of a, a Jeff or a Sarah. Uh, we're going to wrap up some of the stuff we've learned when we come right back because I believe we have learned some stuff. Hang with us. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Small businesses have always shown an incredible ability to adapt, to innovate, and survive. Even more so this past year. Now, another way you can adapt and grow is by finding the right people to help grow your business. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that for free. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. There's got to be the right one in there somewhere. Just fill out targeting screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, with the skills, and the motivation that you need. Then simple filtering and management tools, you can easily review, rate, and hone in on your top candidates. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person for your role right now. And your first job post is free. Just visit linkedin.com slash golf guys. Again, that's linkedin.com slash golf guys, linkedin.com slash golf guys to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us and you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. And once again, we are back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, and Sarah Stone with us still. And Sarah, you've got some stuff on the internet, right? How about a little shameless self-promotion time? How do people check out some of the stuff you do? So I have an Instagram called Stone Golf Sense. So I wanted to play on words like to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, 
have a bunch of drills and books and videos on there to help you kind of get better. And then I have a website, stonegolfsense.com also. So you can go and actually see. And she's not drinking wine during most of the uh, lessons that she gives. No, that's an after 8 o'clock activity. (laughs) Teaches till 7.59, folks. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Does the wine help? It couldn't hide, you know? It couldn't hide. So anyhow, uh, Chevy Chase Club in Maryland. Just a quick question I've always wondered. Do people in in exclusive clubs and places like Chevy Chase, are they better golfers or they just like to pretend that they're better people by joining a club like that? I mean, I haven't worked at any of these clubs where there there hasn't been a variety of good players all the way down to not so good. I wouldn't say that on a whole there's a a different – you get all types at every club for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I can't remember his name, but the uh, second district congressman from the state of Kentucky is like the best golfer in Congress. So invite him to come play golf someday. Yeah. And Mr. Jeff, what are you up to? I mean, you've been gallivanting all over creation, man. What's going on? Well, you know, I, I've got back from Hilton Head and and uh, and Savannah. I was fortunate enough. They asked me to talk in front of the, uh, the, the Georgia section uh, PGA teaching summit. They actually gave me some time to, to talk a little bit. They knew that I had a radio show. So they trimmed my time down because they know I could fill it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just so uh, and then and did a couple of golf schools the day after and then made it back to Indiana. And I've got some I got some schools coming. I got five guys coming up from Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Very cool, man. Very cool. We've got some announcements we're going to give you. We want you to pay attention to the website. Uh, those weekendgolfguys.com, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. Right now, as soon as this show is over, we are going, or at least I'm going, and then Trevor Producer Mark going to uh, Michigan for the grand opening of the American Dunes Golf Course. A live radio show from that grand opening ceremony will be here next week. So between now and then, get a lesson, find a coach, practice a little bit, or, or just go play some golf. 